What's up guys, Rick here, and for this week's tournament, for Spreadsheet Golf, for the simulated event, I've got something very exciting to show you. I've been teasing this for a couple of days now, but this is really weeks and weeks in the making, and what I have for you is no longer myself simulating hole by hole in a Google Doc on Saturday, but something that much more mimics the actual PGA Tour to hopefully scratch that itch that we all have. So we're going to dive deeper into what that actually means, but let me show you very quickly what I'm talking about. If you go to SpreadsheetGolf.com right now, you will see a tournament that is currently in progress. This is using Monte Carlo simulation, similar to what I do in a Google Doc, to simulate the tournament from Thursday to Sunday. So this page right here will update every five minutes over the course of the week, just like a PGA tournament would. You're able to see who's currently leading in the tournament, how many fantasy points they have, and if you click on their name, you'll be able to see the hole-by-hole -hole action along the way. I worked with a very good friend of mine, Scott Newman, to create this. He was uh, really the magic behind all of this, so I actually interviewed him. I called him up, and we talked through the aspects and everything that goes into this project. Uh, it is very similar to the real PGA Tour. It, it acts, it's got a cut, uh, a full field. It, it's really incredible stuff. So I'm going to cut to uh, the interview that I did with Scott. And then at the end, after that, we'll talk about the contest for this week. All right. Hope you enjoy. All right. I'd like to welcome in the brains behind the spreadsheet golf engine. It's Scott Newman. He's my buddy. Hey, Scott. Hey, Rick, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm great. Thank you for having me. This is a huge honor. You know, we met several years ago because I was just a customer of yours and listened to your podcast every week and watched your videos. So uh, being on here is a really cool thing. Yeah, this is so to, to go back. Um, yeah, we, we connected a, a while back. We would exchange emails back and forth, uh, you know, for the listening audience, Scott, like he's a great sounding board for me. I mean, he is much more technical than I am. I, I can't code anything. I, I kind of do, I, I make ends meet. Uh, but, but Scott and is actually the, you, you created the live leaderboard, which is one of the most popular, if not the most popular thing on the website where during the tournament, you can go in and see the live strokes gain data and, um, you know, fantasy points and things like that while the actual golf tournament is happening. That is a Scott Newman special. That is the real deal. Um, that, that comes from you. So uh, thank you for that. It's, it's super popular. You're very kind on that. It was something I built because I thought it was cool. And then you happen to like it too. You're also a, you're a good sounding board for me as well. I'll share ideas with you and you help me tweak them and improve them. And you know, just for background, I am a programmer. I'm a sports statistician, uh, primarily work in the Python programming language, do a lot of machine learning. So I'm always doing something with sports data. And uh, what we're going to talk about today is just another labor of love that you and I you know, came up with, even though it was originally your idea. Well, let's, let's dive into that. So we're talking about spreadsheet golf, which is going to take a huge step forward this week. It will not be me doing it uh, in a Google Doc on Saturday. Uh, Scott and I have attempted to create the most realistic 
I don't know, simulation that, that we can do here, Scott? So it's, de you... it's definitely a simulation. And it's funny because I had this idea when I was working on uh, what we call Monte Carlo simulations, where you run uh, you know, a simulation 10,000 times, 100,000 times, you look at the percentages and I was using that for betting matchups. You know, if, if, if I simulate a tournament and, you know, uh, I don't know, Tommy Fleetwood wins, you know, 11% of the time and Victor Hovland wins, you know, 9% of the time that I know that's, that's the basis I'm going to use to bet. And I'm just making those numbers up right. uh, based on what's on by my screen right now. But uh, I had this idea and mentioned it to you. And that was the same week that you put out your video for spreadsheet <laughs> golf. And I had no idea you were doing it. That was just, you know, a, a funny uh, happenstance that, that we were both thinking about the same thing at the same time. And I really loved your idea and instead of just running 100,000 simulations, I thought, what if we took Rick's great idea and we simulated a tournament? But not just simulate a tournament where here's the end result, you know, here's rounds one through four, here's the winner. I, want, I miss golf. I miss sports on TV. I want to see this thing updating every five minutes from Thursday through Sunday. And I probably just spoiled the lead there, but that's what we're going to do with this. This yeah. is going to run and function like a live leaderboard for an event that is playing in real time. Yeah, you and I have been refreshing this. So we've been testing this the last couple of weeks and I, I, I'm refreshing it and going, oh my gosh, you know, Rory just made birdie on number seven because I can, you know, click into his scorecard and see what he's doing on each hole. But what I think you nailed there, Scott, is I was impressed with your willingness uh, to try to get this as real as possible. Okay. So we, when we were talking through it and, and I, you'd be like, Hey, how should we do tea times? And I'm like, ah, you know what? Just like throw everybody out at the same time or whatever. It's, it's not that big a deal. And you're like, no, no, no. How would they do it in real life? And there are a few things that are very, very realistic. So talk me through the tea times because sure. I know that that is like, it was, uh, I can't even imagine how they do it in real life, but to try to program this in to be as real as possible, the tea times are a, a, a marvel. Well, thank you. Um, this is one of those projects where if I had known how much work it was going to be, <laughs> I would have never started. I really thought, oh, I'll bang this thing out in a couple of days. How hard can it be? And you know, I'm a, I'm more of a casual golf fan, uh, and watch you're you're the expert. And I realized how many things I didn't really know, or just you never even bothered to pay attention to, like what the waves are on, on rounds one and two when you have the full field versus the cut field. Yeah. Uh, so I kept having to go back to you with questions over and over. But here's, here's basically how it works. So we're always going to assume a fixed field size of 140 golfers. Rick has used his vast database to come up with player scoring rates. So for example, uh, Rory McIlroy, has an eagle rate of uh, 2%, I'm sorry, yeah, an eagle rate of 2%, a birdie rate of 24%, a par rate of 64%, bogey is 8%, and double bogey is 2%. So what we can do is use those numbers to, uh, to simulate what their score is going to be. And I'm sure this is very familiar to anybody who's been watching your spreadsheet golf yeah. already. This, th this is the same exact stuff. 
Um, but we're always assuming a field size of 140. And you've given me uh, a spreadsheet of, I think it's 220 golfers right. with those percentages that I just mentioned. So uh, I have a program, I have several programs, but the first one creates a tournament. So of those 220 players, it picks 140 of them at random. So your favorite guy may not be there. Yeah. And he, might, he might take the week off. Yeah, exactly. And this is like an onion. You could keep peeling the onion and you could keep going into the simulation to make it more and more realistic. Like, oh, if, if Rory has played the last three tournaments, he won't play a, you know, the next one. We're not doing any of that. That's no. a little bit too, too far into the weeds. So yeah, your, your favorite players may not be there uh, in a week, but everybody has an equal chance of, of playing. So we always assume 140. And then after two rounds, it's always top 70 plus ties make the cut. Does that make sense so far? All good. Yep, absolutely. Okay. So on rounds one and two, this was by far the hardest part <laughs> of, of coding this up uh, was coming up with how do we schedule uh, groups? Uh, was it threesomes or foursomes? That I, we believe we, I believe we sent them out in threesomes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that sounds right because three is an odd number and odd numbers are hard. <laughs> so, so what we do is uh, we send them out in threesomes, but on, obviously on rounds one and two, because we have the full field, we do it in two waves. Yeah. So uh, wave one will be on the front nine while wave two is on the back nine in the morning. And then you have waves uh, three and four alternating that in the afternoon. And it took days to get this right. So uh, another assumption that we make is that uh, every hole for a, for a, a twosome or a threesome uh, takes 15 minutes to complete. Right. And we stagger it at seven minute intervals uh, and this is all the guidance you gave me, Rick. So yep. if, if anyone doesn't like this, take it up with Rick. At, at Rick uh, Rungood, you can say yeah, your complaints exactly. right there. <laughs> so, uh, and we send them out and there was a lot of work in making sure that, you know, you can't have two threesomes teeing off on the same tee at the same time. And, uh, you know, finally got that all working. So uh, it starts at 7.30 Eastern in the morning and it, um, rounds one and two go right about to 8 p.m. I believe uh, to get the full field. Then rounds three and four also start at 7.30 Eastern, but uh, that's done in twosomes and there's only a single wave. And I right. believe that finishes, I don't know, maybe four or five in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to picture it in your head, you've got the, the first group and the first threesome starting on the first hole at 7.30, they're on the second hole at 7.45 and that just continues. Uh, if they finish before noon, which I believe they do, they finish somewhere around 11, 11 a.m., uh, then they don't start the back nine until noon. And that seemed to work, and everything is, everything is good there. We've got the schedule down, and I think we've worked out most of the bugs with that. Yeah, so it's, that's, it's, that's the tea time part of it. It's, it's really – I mean, I, was, I went to multiple tournaments this year, and, and, yeah, to have guys going off 1 and 10 in the early morning wave and then guys going off 1 and 10 – in the afternoon wave and then they have to cross paths right so when those guys from 10 get back to one uh they have to cross paths there and then the i love the added realism of okay when you get to the weekend now everyone goes off number one in a single wave uh and it's based on it's based on score right we, we repair them based on their actual score on the leaderboard on the weekend yeah, there's a, you know, for people familiar with programming, there's a lot of conditional code, a lot of if statements <laughs> in there. And it was, it was a bear to work out. But, you know, I want to just reiterate that this is a labor of love. This was so much fun to work on. And it, it took the better part of maybe three weeks, maybe four weeks 
to get it all right. And that was, you know, Hey, I'll work on this for an hour before my day job in the morning and then right. send it to Rick and let him look at it and, you know, watch it during the day. So uh, I think one thing that either we glossed over or didn't even mention is uh, so on Thursday morning at seven thirty a.m. Eastern, you can go to spreadsheetgolf.com and you can see that first wave of golfers tee off. Yep. The website will update every five minutes with the, the current leaderboard and all the fantasy points are being tabulated. All the whole uh, uh, totals are being tabulated. And uh, this follows the DraftKings scoring rules. Yep. Uh, there's one very slight change from the DraftKings scoring rules, and that is that we calculate the uh, birdie streak bonus at the end of a given round. We don't right. do it. Uh, DraftKings does it in real time. So Correct. if you, I think you had three birdies in a row, maybe on holes one, two, and three, then that would be reflected in your fantasy points while you're on hole four. That was the one part that I just said, hey, Rick, can we punt on this one? Because this is hard. So uh, at the end of each round, any, uh, any bonuses are, I think there's a bogey-free round and there's a, a birdie streak bonus. Those, those are both uh, calculated at the end of a round. And then after four rounds, when they get to the 18th hole of the fourth round, their tournament bonus is also uh, calculated. I believe the tournament bonus is like, is it four bogey-free rounds, I believe? Or four, uh, four rounds under 70? Whatever it says what it on is, the yeah. DraftKings page, I did <laughs> yeah. it from those rules. It's, it, you know, there's so much in my head now uh, trying to remember it real time. But uh, it is calculated as soon as they finish that one. Yeah. Also, what's being calculated hole by hole is the DraftKings positional scoring. So the leader has, you know, has 30 points added to their score. Yeah, and that right. will change based on who the leader is after every single uh, hole they play. So that's also recalculated. So we've, we've worked really hard to make sure that every five minutes after 7.30 in the morning, Thursday through Sunday, you can hit refresh on this page yep. and you'll see an actual leaderboard with fantasy points, with their totals. Um, you know, we, we got it down to all of the, you know, the, the tournament rank with ties it's so much fun. I'm, I'm so proud of this. It's, it's something special. Now, even with all that, uh, all the work and, and the testing that, that has gone into this, keep in mind, this is still, still very much in, in beta, Scott. So if, oh, there, yes, is, yes. Thank if you. there is something that uh, looks a little off, whether it is or not, you just have a question about it. Uh, we actually set up a Twitter handle. So it's at Spreadsheet Golf that you can uh, send a quick little tweet at, preferably with as much information as possible, include a screenshot, and we'll, uh, we'll look into it as soon as we can. But I, I don't know. We've been testing it for a couple of weeks. I think it's pretty strong. Yeah, I'd like to think that most of the bugs <laughs> have been worked out by now. I, I, we'll see. Uh, hopefully that, that, uh, that Twitter account remains mostly unused. I think in the future we might have some fun with it and actually send out scoring updates uh, or something like that. Yeah. But for now we're, we're just using it as the feedback mechanism, uh, which I don't know why it reminded me, but a couple more things to mention on here is uh, there, there are just a few assumptions that we had to make and I want to make everyone aware of it. So with the scoring percentages, uh, no golfer in these simulations can have a hole in one. And it's, of course, that's slightly unrealistic, but, Hole in ones are so rare yeah. that it's it wasn't worth trying to code it in. We also don't have percentages for hole in ones, and I think it would be so low as, as to almost not even matter. So that's just one thing to be aware of, uh, and that includes a par three. 
So that that part, you know, okay, sure. It, it is very, it, it's realistic that it could happen. Right. It won't happen in these simulations. And, and, that's and also, oh, you cool. go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say that's important because there is a whole by whole scorecard on here. So when you look through the, oh, the yeah. leaderboard and click into any one of these golfers, you're looking at their real scorecard. Uh, their points, are, their, their fantasy points are being tallied. So when you see the whole by whole breakdown, you will not see a, an ace on there. Yeah. And I think the something worth mentioning uh, that would be more frequent is you're never going to get worse than a double bogey. Right. So you could say, oh, that's, that you're, you're taking away the opportunity for a player to score a hole in one. Sure. But we're also taking away their, their opportunity to, to have higher than a double bogey. So I think it's balanced. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's perfect. And, and that's, and honestly, those are generally the assumptions I've been using week to week in, in spreadsheet golf and it, you know, on the, on the live stream and it's been great. Um, one more thing here, because I think this is, I don't know if this is worth mentioning or not, but just so that it's very, very clear, uh, you are the gatekeeper here, Scott. Yes. Only you know how this is going to play out. I am not privy to that information. I have sent you the data. Uh, I've said, here's, you know, here's the scoring rates and all that stuff, but only you know the results of this. Is that correct? Yes, that is absolutely correct. The only thing Rick sends me every week is the name of the tournament and the pars for each hole. And I put that, I plug that in and I create my tournament. Now I have the entire tournament in an Excel file that's created through my programs. And that's what all the scheduling is built off and all the publishing is built off. I am the only person on earth with access to it. And I will never share that with Rick. And that's important because I want Rick to be able to play with all the members and have fun with this. I will recuse myself. You'll never see me in any kind of contest, whether it's paid or otherwise, because that's not fair. Uh, I am the admin of this, um, but I want to make it very clear that Rick will never see uh, any kind of the tournament file while the tournament is going on. Sure, I may share one with him after it is completed, but, you know, we we all have to trust each other on this. And, and uh, you know, on my honor, I am the only person that will ever know the scores and, ahead of time. And, and that is the reason I have not played in my own contests that yeah. we've been running on Saturday because I'm like, it's not worth it uh, for the hassle. So if I do enter a lineup in here and, and God forbid I win one of these, we'll, we'll donate it all to, to some golfers charity too. We'll, yeah, we'll, be, we'll absolutely. It's not like we're playing for a million bucks here. Yeah. I just thought of one more thing, one more uh, sure. uh, thing that we coded into this. There will never be a tie for first place. Oh, that's right. And uh, the reason is because I'm lazy. <laughs> and uh, because if we had a tie, then we'd have to go into sudden death. We'd have to have what would ultimately be a fifth round which, uh, in there, yeah, at least the holes be, of a fifth round. Right. And I said, there were just assumptions that we had to make in here. So when the tournament is created, it checks right before it writes the Excel file and says, hey, we're, were there two people, you know, or, or there more than one uh, player tied for first, first place? And if there is, it throws it out and it recreates it. Right. So, so we would never even know if a tournament uh, w- would have ended in a tie because we'll never see it. It'll never get published. Yeah. The tournaments that we see have a winner. Yeah. So there will always be four rounds. There will always be one winner. There will never be a hole in one and there'll never be a triple bogey. I love it. 
I so, love it. Scott. Th those are the only assumptions that we've made. And otherwise, everything is as real. We try to make this look like the actual PGA yeah, Tour and it does. Uh, leaderboard. <laughs> so uh, if you have feedback on it or ideas, I mean, there's a lot of things we, we could do DFS contests. Now, I don't think we could come up with salaries for people. So you'd probably have to do it tier style yeah. like you did. But based on these percentages, we could also calculate um, money line odds or matchups. So that, that I lots like. of cool things that we could do with there uh, that, that go right into what DFS on demand is uh, all about. Love it. Scott, this is a, a work of art. I'm excited to debut this uh, Thursday morning. Uh, so I'll, I'll have all the information available on how, how to enter. I'll link this in the description, but seriously, Scott, thanks so much. Uh, really appreciate your time and really appreciate all the work you do for us. Yeah. Any feedback tweeted at at spreadsheet golf, all one word, no special characters. There it is. Scott Newman. Thanks, Rick. How about that? Pretty cool, right? So, uh, what you're looking at right now, you know, on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, before the tournament starts, We've got a, a practice open, the Rick game in practice open, uh, running on spreadsheetgolf.com, just so you guys can get a feel for how this works. You can click through this over the course of the next couple of days and watch the, uh, watch the scores roll in, watch how this evolves. At, at the time I'm recording this, it looks like one round is done. Danny Willett, Maverick McNeely tied for the lead, but Patrick Reed, Tony Finau in contention. I see Morikawa, Paul Casey, Rory McIlroy all within the top 10. Uh, so lots of big names. Now this is just a, just a practice round. This is not going to be the results starting on Thursday. We just wanted you to get a feel for how this would work. And it's a little bit different with the entry sheet. So for this week again, and I, and I know the Zurich Classic is, is generally a team event, but we're going to treat it as a, an individual event. And uh, quite frankly, I'm still going to do the tiers uh, this week. So just like previous weeks, just to ease into this, you're going to pick one golfer from each of six tiers. Now, because we have this great setup now, and, and it's much more stable, and it's much more like real golf, what I think we might do in the future is do like a, a prop bet sheet. So there might be 10 or 12 questions. Hey, is Patrick Reed going to beat Tony Finau? Yes or no. Um, will Rory McIlroy's first round be over or under 68 and a half? Like we can do fun things like that now that we have a really good setup in place. So keep an eye out for that probably next week. Let me know in the comments if that's something that would be interesting to you but for this week i didn't want to change up the entire thing uh so we're just going to do uh what we're what we're used to which is picking one golfer from each of six tiers now i will tell you with a full field of 140 golfers the tiers are massive okay so each tier from tiers one to five is 20 golfers and tier six is 40 golfers i'm trying to mix it up i'm trying to see what works and what doesn't work. I think this will give us a lot more unique lineups, um, which I think is, is a good thing. And also just, you know, like no one's going to be 40% owned, I imagine, anymore. Because if you look at Tier 1, you've got everybody alphabetically from Adam Scott to Xander Shoffley, you know, everybody in between here. That's a, it's a massive tier, uh, which I think is going to be good for the final product of this. And then you go down to Tier 6, and that's even bigger, right? That's everybody from Aaron Wise all the way down to Zach Sucher. Uh, which is a really good group of golfers. Now, when you're trying to figure out who to actually play, I did load these golfers and their tiers into the key stats page on DFS On Demand. So if we just look at tier one, you can see 
Um, you know, Louis Oosthuizen is a guy that has not played well in spreadsheet golf, and for good reason. He's basically one of the only guys here uh, that is not gaining strokes tee to green. Rory, John Rahm, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, Webb Simpson, and even Patrick Reed, the top six guys have all been kind of awesome in this format. Uh, Kuchar's been been good. Uh, Hideki's been a little bit volatile. He, he didn't play nece- per- uh, particularly well last week, uh, but but he definitely has some upside. And then I'll, I'll just pick a, a random tier here. Here's tier four. And you start looking at the names here. And again, for, for Zurich Classic, um, you know, look for birdie makers. Uh, look for guys that are gaining strokes tee to green. I mean, the better golfers in this format are going to continue to rise to the top. Uh, tier four, Lonto Griffin all the way down to CT Pan. Um, we saw a couple of these names uh, pop up at times over the last couple of weeks. Joaquin Neiman has gone on some runs. Uh, Cam Champ has gone on some runs. Von Taylor, I think, has played well in, in the last couple of weeks. And, and some of these guys we have not seen in spreadsheet golf before. Because we expanded this to 140 players in the field, we're getting a lot of what you would consider, you know, d- debutantes, right? Uh, guys that are making their, their debut. Uh, so we'll see how they play in spreadsheet golf. But again, the way this is built, you want good golfers over time, right? If, this, if it was a thousand holes we were playing, the best golfers would rise to the top. There's obviously a little bit of variance in the, in the fact that we're only playing 72 uh, and there is a cut, but um, I hope you enjoy this format. I think the prop bet version of this um, that will probably come out next week is going to be awesome as well. But this, this spreadsheet golf project that Scott and I have worked through is super exciting you heard us say how realistic we wanted this to be, how much we wanted to mimic that Thursday to Sunday sweat that I that I missed so badly, and I assume you guys all miss very badly as well. So this tournament will start Thursday morning. Uh, have your entries in. So I, I put it in the rules here. By April 23rd, that's Thursday, 4 a.m. Eastern time, there are zero exceptions. I'm using the timestamp in this Google Doc If you are not paid and you do not have your entry in by then, I will not even consider it. I won't even look at it. Um, And then I will tweet out updates along the way with some standings. And I'll tweet out a um, what we're going to see about live scoring. I'm going to try to get a visual uh, made up that I can that I can kind of uh, publish and 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 get your names out there. But I will I will uh, provide updates on my Twitter account at Rick Rungood for standings throughout the week. All right, guys. Big update. I hope you enjoy. Best of luck.